Hi everyone, welcome back to A Game of Two Halves. Uh, we apologise for lateness this week. We've had a lot of logistical issues with, you know, houses being flooded and sleeping arrangements all up in the air. <clears throat> but I'm delighted to be joined again by Dal and Jim. Say hello, guys. Hola. You alright? So, let's just get right into it. Okay, so we obviously missed, missed um, match day 28 or 38 because of obviously house being flooded and stuff like that uh, so what we're going to do is quickly just run through the scores uh, our yeah, predictions man. and obviously the actual results so first game <clears throat> Newcastle versus Villa Jim predicted a 1-0 Villa Al predicted a 0-0 I predicted a 2-1 Villa and the actual score was 1-1 so kudos Alex predicting a draw yeah man it definitely should have been a nil-nil because the game was so bad. Oh, 100%. It was boring. Just like the next game on the list, yeah. which was Leeds-Chelsea. Uh, Jim 2-0, Al 1-0, me 2-1, or to Chelsea. Ended nil-nil. Yeah, I'm not necessary. Well then. Um, next game, Crystal Palace-West Brom. So, Jim predicted 3-0 Palace. I predicted 1-1. Al predicted 2-1 West Brom. Ended 1-0 Crystal Palace. It is what it is. Uh, Everton. <clears throat> um, Jim predicted 2-1 to Everton. Al predicted 1-0 to Burnley. I predicted 2-1 to Everton. It ended 2-1 Burnley. So Al got the W on that. Mm-hmm. Fulham Man City. Uh, we said Jim said 6-1 Man City. Al said 3-1. I said 3-1. Ended 3-0. Me and Al close. were pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Um Next game, Southampton Brighton. Uh, Jim predicted two one. Al predicted two one. I predicted two two. It ended two one. Brighton. Hey, Brighton finally won. They finally put balls in the back of the net. Hallelujah. Um, Leicester Sheffield United. Jim predicted three nil. Al predicted two one. I predicted three one. Well, we can stop and talk and talk about this real quick because the boy again, Ianacho. Absolutely smashed it. Yeah, man. Got a was it a hat trick? It was a hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah, hat trick. <clears throat> I think, I think when we start this next season, this podcast, we pick one player to just call just really gross. bad, just just call him shit or whatever, and then put a bet on him to be like the best player in the next four weeks, like because we've done that, and Ian Acho's just turned up just... and. Smash the. Imagine if you actually just listen to our podcast, you're thinking, "Who the hell are these three random donnies?" <laughs> and they're just like literally slighting me. They don't know a thing about football. They've climbed like professional pundits, but yet they're slighting me. And I'll just to be fair. Me. To be fair, Alex did say he plays better as a number ten than a striker, <coughs> and that's where he's played for the past four weeks. And number ten. Um. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> right. Next game. Arsenal Spurs. So Jim predicted three-two Spurs. I predicted three-one Spurs. I predicted four-nil Spurs. Ended two-one Arsenal. Well then, yeah, we didn't we didn't do well there at all. No. So, big talking point in this one though. Was he a red card? No. Nope. So, the way I saw it personally, I don't think the second yellow, especially. I don't think. It should be another yellow card, but I can see how it can be, if that makes any sense. I, yeah, I uh, do agree with that, yeah. 
I, I yeah. understand like he's like lifted his arm and like stuff like that. But when you're protecting the ball, you you are going to lift your arm. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it's, it's just unfortunate that where he's gone to put his arm to protect the ball, it's just unfortunate that it happens to be where the players. Faces. I can't remember which player it was. Like but chin his, or face? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that, that's yeah. What I mean. and, like I don't even think the first yellow card was a yellow card. If I'm. Perfectly... I didn't either. I didn't either. Like personally. And I, but then. Sorry, Karen. I was going to ask her, was it a penalty? I yes, don't really quite remember, was. but I think I said yes. Yeah. See, um, I don't think it is. I, I said I said yes because Lacazette's missed the ball. He has missed the ball completely. Like, <laughs> oh, he's quite yeah, to the air ball, everything. But Davinson Sanchez has mm. cleaned him out. But obviously by accident, but he still cleaned him out without even making contact on the ball. And so, the chance has gone, but it's still a penalty. I don't think it's a penalty because if if Lacazette doesn't kick to go for the ball, he doesn't touch no one touches each other. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Davinson Sanchez is there to block. And it's yeah. like that he's missed the ball and kicks Sanchez. That's exactly you took the words yeah. right out of my mouth. Yeah, but, I, I personally don't think it's a penalty at all. I think it, I think it's very soft. Yeah. But like I said, at the minute this day and age, and the way the penalties are, like it's a pen again, it's a penalty. I don't agree with you. I don't think it's a pen because Lacazette maybe should have connected with the ball and scored it first time in the first place, and not just <laughs> half and completely miss the ball. But he, in this day and age, it is a pen. But apart from the pen, let's just talk about that finish from Lamella. Oh, yeah. My imagine having a probably contention of a Puskas award. Absolutely sensational. Oh. Imagine, imagine standing there. It's set up for your right foot to do that. Having the balls to go, nah, don't really fancy it with my weak foot, if I'm honest. I'll wrap my other foot around my other foot and then slap it through two people's legs and score it in the corner. One of, one of the best goals I've seen in the Premier League, literally. No, oh, yeah. Not as good as Wayne Rooney's bicycle kick, though, but it's up there. It's, it's close. What the shin? The shin roller. Yeah, Gary Shinola. I mean, I mean, Lamella's goal took more skill. <laughs> we'll gloss over that. My favourite thing about this is that, like, he scored a Rabona, but it's still not the best Rabona who scored for Tottenham. It's just yeah. mental to think. Oh the yeah, first one he scored. The, imagine, oh. imagine scoring a Rabona, and people are still saying, eh, "Not quite as good as the one from outside the box." So is it? Yeah. It makes three men, though, Dave. It makes two Arsenal. Yeah, men. yeah. yeah. He makes two men, but in the first one he scored, he scored it outside the box and put it in top corner. And and the, one, one, the one outside the box in the Europa League is City and it's curled perfectly into the corner. I don't understand it. I man. don't know how he's got that power on it. Unreal. You know what, you know what annoys me, though? Because when Lamella first come from, ironically enough, Roma um, to Spurs, he was really good and I was really excited for him. And... <clears throat> Oh, he was going to be sick, and then they wanted him to replace Bale, and I think that much weight on his shoulders has killed him off. But it's just been really still... injury prone. That's the problem. Yeah. It's just been so but he's, injury he's prone. Still a quality player. Like he's just so skillful. Yeah. If he had that bit of edge at the end of his game, he'd be. Well, he's just not clinical enough, eh? In the final yeah. third, that's a problem. On on his day, I think he's like fantastic. But like, yeah. And when you say like you brought him in to replace Bale, you, you got to remember that Tottenham bought in three or four players to replace Bale, yeah. and it's and like so you can't really <laughs> just say he hasn't done it because multiple men haven't done it over the years. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But like for the position and the way that Lamella plays, he was brought in to 
replace that left wing role. Like they bought that. What's it? Who did they buy that season? They bought Lamella, Soldado, Paulinho. I'm uh, not entirely sure, but I think they bought Sigurdsson. I think that was over that season or the season after. Well, Sigurdsson was a quality player. Like, I think it was that yeah. season, actually. I no, think, that's Sigurdsson. Yeah, yeah, I think they bought Lamella, Paulinho, Soldado and Sigurdsson all in that transfer window. Three massive no, players. What's his name? What's his name? Yeah. So they brought in Ericsson, Chadley, Ericsson. Lamella, Paulinho, Capu, Kirikes, the centre-back, and Soldado. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ericsson. See, Ericsson... Well worth the money, quality Eric, player. Ericsson, def- Ericsson definitely succeeded at a yeah. then. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It was a shame because <clears throat> Nasser Chadley as well was one of those players that could have been and then just just fell off. And it shows that Paulinho was a class player anyway because he went to China and Barcelona still went and bought him and then sold him again. And how much Barcelona could do with a midfielder like Paulinho <clears throat> now, just go back and get him. Paulinho's class, man. Paulinho is a class player. Yeah. Same, same as to be fair, Etienne Capu. I rate Etienne Capu so much. He's at Watford and he played so well for Watford consistently for so many years. And I was just waiting for him to be bought by somebody else. It's the same as Steven and Zonzi. What is he what was he doing for so many years at Stoke? The player was a dominant player mm. in midfield. Who's he played for now? Is it Roma? I don't know. Uh, I don't know he plays for the Italian league. He went he went to Via. He went Roma. I can't remember who. He I plays think he's for still him. in the Italian league. He currently league. plays. He currently plays for Ren, the same team right. as Camagüey <clears throat> plays for. Okay. Yeah. So but he's on loan, but he's on loan from Roma. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But that's what I mean. Like Steven and Zonzi, he's a banging player, same as Capu, and I think. See, here's a question for you now: Do you guys like the Hoiberg and Dombele combination in that midfield? Yeah, it'll do the job. It's not, it's not scary. Like Hoiberg, I think he needs another season in the Prem to get his feet on the ground. You know what I mean? But he's not, he's not, he's not really intimidating. He has moments where he's been, he's been dominant in that midfield. But it is. He's really been playing in the Prem for a while now. It's his first season, anyway. It was his second. He played for Southampton before Tottenham. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Nah. But that's what yeah. that's what I mean. See, I like Ndombele. I think he's a fantastic player, really good player. But I just don't know how that dynamic works. It works to an extent, but again... Have you, have you not seen their last game? They changed the centre-back pairings again. Who? Yeah. Really, Spurs. just does not know his best centre-back pairing, man. Or De Viral didn't play. Well, it was Sanchez and that new lad. We'll get into that game in a bizzle. Um, mm. We will move on, yeah. Uh, so Man United West Ham. Uh, so <laughs> Jim predicted two till Al predicted two one, and I predicted West Ham to win two one. We only won one nil because of an own goal. I swear, I swear, I predicted that nil nil. You did? I did say nil nil. I thought said two one. No, no, I said for me. I um, I predicted it two one. I uh, <clears throat> uh, own goal. Poor performance. I don't really want to get into it. We just wasn't clinical enough and. We shouldn't have won. We should have drew that game. It should have been a nil-nil. Uh, we, can, we can talk about Man United's issues in a sec. Uh, next game, Wolves-Liverpool. Jim predicted 1-1. Al predicted 2-0. I predicted 3-1. 1-0 Liverpool. And the man the man himself, Diego Jota, scoring against his former club. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> it is what it is. Like, from a neutral perspective, I hope this can help Liverpool kick on a bit. 
Not for me. That's what we get. And that's Definitely. Why I neutral I'm neutral. not a neutral. You two more neutral than me. I am that's, not neutral with him. That's why I said a with neutral them. perspective. I want the top four challenge to go all the way. I want like 17 different teams to be in the running for it. I don't even care. Can we be involved in that 17, please? No, you, no you're, you're relegation. You're relegation, man, unfortunately. That's yeah, you're the one that's already going down. I'd even put Sheffield United have a better chance than you. <laughs> They're below us. How does that work? Well, I've got a quick question for you, lads. So, out of this uh, match day, who was your uh, player of the week? Being as obviously we didn't do it. Lamella. Even though he got sent off. For me. I wrote down uh, Diego Jota <clears throat> because he's just come back from injury. He's come against his former club and he scored the winning goal for Liverpool. Uh, for me, it was Ian Nacho. Scored a hat trick, absolutely dominated performance. He even got an assist as well. The game in that game as well, I believe. Um, I so. so literally yeah. three goals and assists. You can't come on. The guy absolutely ran the show. He was the main man of the week. You know, to be fair, <clears throat> just like FIFA Player of the Month, give it Gundogan or Fernandez every <laughs> week, every month. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so Nacho for the past two weeks, he can have Player of the Week. He can have Player of the Month, fam. He has been unreal. And then we'll move on to the FA Cup games, which proves it even more. <laughs> well, we got some Premier League games first, my sir. We have oh. we have match day 29 of 38, which was only one, two, four games played. First game, Leeds and Fulham. Fulham one, Leeds two. I do. I don't. I don't, didn't really watch the game, but obviously important victory for Leeds. They needed that. With that victory, they now are sitting eleventh place in the Premier League. The, the on the same points as Crystal Palace, Wolves. Oh no, they're not. No, they're not. That's, that's the banging. They're literally two points clear of Crystal Palace <clears throat> with thirty-nine points. Um, I did watch this game. <clears throat> okay, and um, we'll get on to more of it later on because. When we talk about like England squads and stuff, we'll talk about them. But Patrick Bamford had an unreal game. Did he really? Did he, he score did. the game? He uh, did he score? I don't he remember. scored. He scored and assisted. Oof. Okay. Interesting. So the first goal that he scored was fantastic. Like movement in the box. He was just so much like more on it than the front defenders. Pulled away. Pulled back in. Got himself all the space for the goal. The second one, yeah, it was more of Rafinha's brilliance, but Bamford's passes like in his. In his, in, his, in his stride so yeah. he didn't have to do much when he picks the ball up and whatnot. <clears throat> obviously when we get into the England squad later we'll talk about his chances of getting in the squad but then he went off injured and that's the second game in a row I think now he's had to come off early because of an injury which is hampering his chances so I think Bielsa needs to be a bit careful with him because he is performing he just needs to be careful of the injuries obviously Let's keep up holding. his fitness basically yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Jim, Jim Jim you can keep quiet until we talk about it later <clears throat> um Anywho, <laughs> Brighton winning again, three nil against Newcastle. Is that? Do you think that's over for Steve Bruce now? Do you think that's it? He needs to get the it sack. It should be. He needs to get it the sack. It should be. I'm sorry. It, it should be. There's... Have they not won four now? Because they didn't like... even beat us, and we wanked. Yeah, exactly. And you saw the game against you. How awful they were. The I thing is, West, I know West Brom went much better, but the game itself, Newcastle were awful, and against Brighton, they were just. You know what the awful. worst thing is about that as well? We were the better team. Albion, yeah, exactly. Better team against Newcastle. You definitely Albion. should have won that game. We've been trash all season, and we're better than Newcastle, who shouldn't be trash. 
Yeah, but like when they come up against Brighton, and I've said a couple times when we've predicted results that I don't ever see Brighton scoring more than one goal. When you lose three 0 to Brighton, you can't score goals. There's an issue. And considering it, Newcastle usually play five at the back, and you're still shifting three goals against Brighton, who are awful this season for some reason. They play very well, but they aren't scoring. Like, there's an issue there. Hundred percent. Is it? Is the top. one or two? Yeah, yeah, the one or two Newcastle fans that I know want him gone. So. I think it's time. It's time to go. It's time to go. If we look at it this way, with that Brighton W, Brighton are four points clear now of Newcastle. They've played the same amount of games, 29. Fulham have played one more game than them, but Fulham's still two points behind them. And with the how Fulham are performing, I reckon Fulham will outdo uh, Newcastle. I've, I've already said, yeah. like, one, Scott Park is a handsome man. He deserves to be in a big job in the Premier League. No. But... But the way Fulham have been playing, they hundred percent deserve it. They hundred, they deserve to stay up. Like, like me and Alex were talking about it the other day, and we said the fact that Scott Parker has realised what was wrong with the squad, gone and actually fixed it properly, like worked on it and worked on it and worked on it throughout the season to make sure it's fixed. It's fixed, and they can score just warrants and the way they've been performing as well just warrants them to stay up yeah. and I know it's Fulham and some people are like Fulham it's kind of like Fulham and Leeds are like two of the most weirdly hated clubs but I do think Fulham deserve to like stay up they've performed so much better than the teams below them and above them yeah, yeah. yeah. like, like- when you, when you look at the teams that are now in the relegation zone, you can argue that Brighton are slightly moving away from the danger now. But Newcastle, yeah. look, and you compare Newcastle's performance to everyone else's. Obviously, we're talking about Fulham. Fulham's performances compared to Newcastle's are infinitely better at the moment. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but when you compare Newcastle to West Brom, even Sheffield United, when we get into the FA Cup game, they had a good game against Chelsea. Their performances yeah. are, gonna, are they're not awful. Like, all season, Sheffield United haven't been awful. They've been unlucky. They've lost by a goal here or there. But yeah. And then you compare West Brom, who unfortunately are getting shafted with decisions by the looks of it. They always seem to give away a penalty or a red card a game at the moment. I don't know why. Yeah. Newcastle are levels Neither. below. That's what I mean. They don't even look like they're going to get out of this fun. It's weird because they've got a lot of rotational players. They've got a lot of players that can bring on and make big game changes as well. That's yeah. what's weird about it. One thing, one thing I noticed when we talk about Newcastle, sorry to interrupt, when right. we talk about their draw against Aston Villa. <clears throat> um, the, the only reason Newcastle got the equaliser was because Villa just got lazy in the last couple of minutes. Yeah. So like, I can't remember who crossed the ball in, but he just had acres of space and just picked out Lascelles and it was a very good header but yeah like, I, I I just don't see anything from Newcastle I think Steve but, Bruce's time is, is up and has been up for the last couple of months probably yeah. that, that's what I mean like when you when you watch him play like we've got at least like when we see us play now with the players that we've brought in it's really nice and it's the same with Sheffield United their style of play still warrants a really good attack they just can't score for Toffee and defensively They've always been a bit shaky anyway. When they got what ninth or whatever it was last season, they were a bit shaky, but they could just outscore teams. That yeah. was it. And Newcastle, like us, like we're unlucky. Sheffield United just concede too many. Newcastle aren't either. They they concede too many, can't score, and they're not unlucky. There's not been a part in the season where they've gone like a decision's gone against them or anything like that. They've just <clears throat> They've just been poor. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like, bringing in Callum Wilson was a very good signing. 
But since he's been injured and his form slumped again, he's been struggling quite a bit. 100%. And they've, they've been struggling because of that. And a 30-odd-year-old injury-prone pay-as-you-play, Andy Carroll ain't going to solve it. And <sighs> a very failed Joe Linton definitely isn't going to solve it. And they've got two wingers which should which provide let's be honest they provide a lot they do they get down the wings they absolutely terrify defenses with their pace and skill yeah but there's nobody to finish it st maximum will definitely not be at newcastle next season he's way too good to be there i could see him so going to psg he's, you know what i mean like... so like when we talk about newcastle obviously they have every time they get a couple of good performances they all get injured again like st maximum just came back from all of his covid stuff was he struggling yeah, and then as soon as he comes back, he's injured again. And when I saw that he was injured from now to now, like for a few weeks, three, four weeks, whatever it is, like I just don't see any spark in him. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just, it's just dead. The the light's gone. It's over for him. Um, Mark Ashley just needs to hurry up and sell the club, and hopefully someone can rebuild it, and mm. the fans well, can look forward to a new chapter of the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, well obviously they had like the Saudi takeover, like fall through at the start of this season and I've, I've heard somewhere that Mike Ashley probably wants him to go down so the EFL standards are different to the Premier League standards and the Saudi takeover may go through but we'll have to wait and see I think he's, I think Mike Ashley's just holding it for two money he's been trying to sell that club for about five years eh? well, and, 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 the rest what, is, and the rest well, I think Alex is right in what he's saying because <laughs> you pay a lot of money to the EFL to take over a club as well that's the whole thing and as as Alex said, Mike Ashley might want him to go down. So the the EFL rules are different to the Premier League rules, and the Premier League is a lot stricter because they don't need the money from the owners. They they earn their money everywhere else. Whereas the EFL, like, please sir, can I have some more? Yeah. <laughs> like the EFL is a poor league. That's a thing. Like I was I was saying this to uh, Hayden the other day. Sorry to spin it onto the Albion. Oh, no, no, no. And all. <laughs> But he would how long it would take. It, 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 <laughs> it was about our owners, and like obviously we've had the discussion about the Chinese law and everything. How they can't, they can only pump so much in, and they have to take some out. And there was an American consortium that's still interested, but they can't really buy us yet. And that's through the Premier League rules and that. And I said to Hayden, I said, once we go down, they can buy the club, but you've got to be careful. It's like with Newcastle, you've got to be careful. You go down. And you get stuck, you're stuck for a goddamn long while. I mean, look at Leeds. How many times they've almost got promoted, but then yeah. when you're almost promoted, your players then go. Because if you don't get promoted, they're good enough to be in the Premier League. So they'll get signed by the other teams. And once that happens, you're stuck in a rut then. That's it. You're, you're championship born and bred then. And that's when, once you lose that momentum, it's over. Like, I was scared. When we lost our player final, uh, semi-final to Villa, I thought, that's it. We're stuck. It's over. Yeah. We're championship club now. Well, but luckily enough, and I will say luckily, because we looked our way to Premier League last season. Let's not gloss over that. But, yeah. Well, I think we'll uh, move on on that topic. We, being as you mentioned, uh, Villa, uh, they lost 2-0 to Spurs. Um, Harry Kane with a cheeky penalty. Was it a penalty? Yeah, definitely. 100%, I agree. I agree, it was a penalty. Yeah. No runners Trying legs there. caught him. Yeah. Yeah, trying legs caught him, still on the pitch, definitely a penalty. Harry Kane may have, like, 
you know, played all uh, three issues over by uh, playing around a bit, yeah. But it's still definitely a penalty. Yeah. It's one of them, as we were talking about with Fodden last week, when obviously when I was on the loose, I didn't hear it. But if you don't go down, you don't get it. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing. So, if you literally don't go down, you don't get it. If, if Harry Kane stood up there, he wouldn't have got the penalty. Exactly. So... Uh, when we talk about the game, I didn't notice much anything. To be honest, Tottenham's first goal was a tap in. Second goal was a penalty. I didn't see much. Yeah, in this game. Um, who was it? Vin- is it Vinicius? Vinicius. Yeah, Carlos bit, Vinicius got the goal. His first ever Premier League goal. He was a bit, bit too excited. You know what I mean? He's twenty six. Saw a celebration, and I was like, "All right, mate." He's twenty six years of age. He thinks he's Mbappe. Um, he's oh, like, bro, calm down. I'll never get over the tweet when it was like 26 years old, score four goals against the league, to, like a non-league marine, and you celebrate like Mbappe. All right, mate. <laughs> and he scored his first Premier League goal, and he's literally, he's, he slaps the post. He's screaming like he's won the Premier League, like he's literally that goal he's just scored has won them the Premier League title or even the Champions League final. But you're not. You're literally fighting for a, a mid-place finish. Why I, think I, will, I, will, I will I will I will also say like if you were brought in as a striker and you've struggled to score a Premier League goal, like when you first get it, you're gonna love it. Like at the end of the day, like he's he scored a goal, he's, he's loving life, it's he's a weight off his back. I don't blame him for celebrating as hard as he did, but I'm it just, it was just I think it was a bit too it was a bit too much a bit OTT. I can understand the celebration and probably you know what I mean? Like, getting really happy and buzz about it. But literally, my man literally slapped the post so hard you could see it just vibrating like that. And I'm like, bro, is there any need? I think he thinks he's better than he is. He seems to me like he's one of those dickhead players. That's how I'm it. Yeah, literally. He thinks I'm God's gift. I'm I'm this, I'm he that. Thinks, You're not. You're he awful. He's better than what he is, and he's not. Yeah, but you have to have that mentality to succeed in football in the first place. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, Harry Kane doesn't go around thinking he's better than what he is. And that's what's kind of the charm about him. And that's why people like him so much. Because he's got the talent and the ability. But he doesn't go around, like, being a dickhead. You know what I mean? He might might have that mentality, but just doesn't show it. Which is fine. Like I said, to to succeed in anything, you need that little bit of arrogance to... To, to go forward like if you don't have that ruthless edge that arrogance to say you're better you won't have the confidence to do yeah there's arrogant guys. and then there's just pure knob he's just pure knob <laughs> that's literally what it is he's just pure knob yeah scale in the bottom like, and it literally pure knob. have a pure knob scale <laughs> arrogant scale and just the top is pure knob and the needles doing these <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's broken it's just the glass is shattered and everything like bro four goals against okay yeah well done, you scored four goals against a non-league side, but there's no need for you to copy a kid who's under the age of 20, who's literally on the world stage right now, and you're he'll just trying to copy it because he's way better than you'll ever be. How, actually, I just want to point that out, uh, being as you mentioned, how long do you reckon it'll be before he wins the Ballon d'Or? I don't think he's going to win the Ballon d'Or. At all? No. In his entire career? No. If he does, I don't see it for another three, four years. I'd have, I'd have, some, I have a funny reason. I don't see him winning the Ballon d'Or. I've said for a while, like when I've, I've said to you guys, and like I'm worried to put this opinion out there, but I've always said I've, I've not rated Mbappe as highly as everyone else has, purely because, yeah, he, he, like it, it does well to perform in like, like for Barcelona game, for example. If you have a one-off game, it's a lot easier to perform well in one game. But he's performing all right and doing really good numbers. But in the French league, there's no one else. And I know the title race this season is pretty close in the French league, but that's embarrassing to PSG. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Like, if you're PSG and someone else <laughs> even remotely close challenge of the title, that's an embarrassment. You are by far and wide the best team in that league, and the fact that Mbappe is the striker in that team is the I, only I way. I, I, just, I just don't see it yet. I just don't but, see it. Yet. He hasn't proved it to me yet. But is it embarrassing to PSG or is that kudos to the team that's second and keeping it close? Because that means either, either PSG have gone sour and bad, which I don't think they have because the I, I watched them in the Champions League. They definitely aren't bad. They're still a really good team. But it, then is that the other team just seriously improving and then bringing the gap close? It might not be as close as, say, we'd like it in the French League and make the league better, but bringing the gap closer to PSG, is that not just kudos? I've just punched my mic. It is, uh... it's not just kudos to the team that's brought it closer anyway. Because PSG are going to win the league, that's no doubt about it. But that team bringing the competition closer is good. It's like it's like when Atletico started to really pile pressure on the two big teams. Like That's not Real Madrid and Barcelona getting bad. That's kudos to Atletico Madrid starting to be good. And that's how it is, and now they've won the league. The, and di- got the, the difference is the difference is with that. What you're saying with that is PSG has spent probably 400 million pounds just on two players. 400 oh, yeah. million. The, the where, 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 where Barcelona and Real Madrid they've spent 400 million on an entire squad. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Like the way Atletico's done it, they've been smart about it. They've bought youngsters, they've brought them through, they've worked hard for it, and they've their best players and now they work with it and then buy them players back when they're over the hill and then they make them perform again like Suarez and Diego Costa but you know whatever <laughs> after selling Griezmann and going yeah we'll have Suarez back and then showing Barcelona how to use him but um, but like PSG aren't bad like I've come to realisation that without Neymar they're still a really good world class team and they could be anyone on the day and I don't think I think the hope behind Neymar, uh, Neymar, the hope behind Mbappe is a bit much. It is like, whereas like Haaland is keeping up with Lewandowski in the German league. Now that's impressive. That Haaland in a lesser team, let's say lesser, sorry, Al. No, 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 hundred percent. This season, Dortmund have been performing. Yeah. They've lost the manager, and they're waiting until next season to get Munch and Gladbach's manager in. It's just, it's a bit of a shambles. But yeah, on. that's what I mean. But he's still. Keeping up with Lewandowski and like Lewandowski's like the best striker in the world. Let's let's be honest about it. Um, and you got Harland who's just behind him, like keeping up with him, and he's just a robot. He just sees. He's See, just the thing is, obviously, he just, like code just descends upon his eyes when he puts you, a pair you of speak of you on. speak of Harland, and if Harland produces those numbers but moves either A to Bayern Munich, which could happen. Uh, B to uh, Real Madrid or Barcelona, uh, mm. C maybe. Live. I could see for some reason I can see him in Liverpool. I don't know why because I, I don't. I'd start. I don't. Or Man City. Liverpool or Man City, and he produces those numbers twenty five plus a season or twenty plus a season. Um, he'll beat Mbappe every year, in my opinion, for the Ballon d'Or. Until, until Mbappe moves and shows his quality elsewhere, yeah. The I, only way I, I can see Mbappe understand. getting the Ballon d'Or, sorry, Jim, is if he he's like top goal scorer in the Champions League and they win the Champions League and they win, yeah, and they like, win the French League and, not, and they do a treble. You know what I mean? I'm I'm fully I'm fully. The thing is, I'm fully not doubting his skill. Like he has loads of it, and he proved it in the World Cup, which he did. He he was class in the World Cup, 
but so was Pogba, being as he only performs for France every four years or every two. Cause, the entire yeah. team, right? like even Giroud, like yeah, but Giroud's like, like perform in the World Cup. That's because that French team is stupid, unreal. Yeah, yeah. okay. Giroud is a class striker anyway, and it's criminal that anybody should think that he's crap because it's lies. He is class, but yes, I'm looking at you now. <laughs> but I think if Mbappe moves and moves to a stronger team such as the likes of Barcelona or Real Madrid or Man City because those are the only three teams in the world that can afford him but like if he does move and I don't doubt that he will just wipe the floor with teams in there as well like he's watching that Barcelona game made me realise how good he actually is. Like, the hype behind him is a lot, and I'm not there, like, that kind of hype. But watching him, i got a new appreciation for him because I can see how good he is. Like, oh, that I, game... I love him, that so like, I love him so much. And, like, yeah. just... Carry on. I can... Watching that game, there was a... He scored... I think he scored two goals or something like that. But the he one goal he scored... So he's got a hat trick. I don't think. I think he got two. I don't know. I think he got two. But the one, the one goal he scored, where he finessed it in top corner. But the way he took it and finished it, you don't see. Like it was such an easy finish to him. But the way it was literally a first touch on the half volley, and then hit it on yeah, the half volley. He got, he got a hat trick. He got a hat trick. But one of his goals was like that, and I can appreciate that goal because that's a re- that's a really hard finish, and he made it look easy from about sixteen yards out on the like left hand side of the goal. So obviously, right. out of two it legs, he got four. Out of two legs, he got four goals, and he got a yeah. hat trick in the first one. Yeah, the the first the first leg was it. He it just made me appreciate him a bit more. Like, even I've questioned, like, oh, it's a French league. Stick me up front and I'd look good, which is true. You could stick me up front in PSG's team in the French league and I'd score 20-plus goals a year. But he, there's something different about him. And I'm excited because you've got the likes of Mbappe and Haaland, which, obviously, it's going to be a Ronaldo-Messi situation if they carry on doing what they're doing. It's going to be Haaland or Mbappe every year because... I love how Neymar's just never going to win, ever, in his life. And I love it. I live for it. You know, I live for it. I live for the fact that Neymar moved and went into the shadow of Mbappe. He moved to get the shadow I don't, of Mbappe. I don't, think he's, I don't think he's in the shadow of Mbappe. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's. No, no. Yeah, Why do, do you think he has to have breaks every so often to go and like see his sister on a birthday? No. Because he knows he's a washed-up player now who's got nothing about him. No, that no, no. PSG don't need him because when Neymar weren't even playing against Barcelona, they slapped him. So it don't matter. They don't need him. No, Neymar, Neymar holds up. a record for scoring 20-plus goals in, in Champions League for two different teams. Neymar's the only person who's done that. But stick me up front and I'd score 20 plus goals. Not in the Champions League, you wouldn't. The different, the PSG, different, no, different full game altogether. And he doesn't play up front. Plays in the wing. Plays in the wing. Whack, whack me up front against Dynamo Kiev in the PSG team. I'll stand on the penalty spot for 90 minutes and just wait. No. I will be on side, but I'll stand on the penalty spot, wait for the defenders to come back. And just wait for the setups because no, 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 Jim. <laughs> but PSG don't need Neymar anymore. It's it's just proven it. 
But they do. They still because Neymar offers that. Neymar is a quality player. Neymar is a world class player. Neymar will always be a world class player. And Neymar, I will, I will, never, I will never label him as world class. He's world never. class, no. and the things he was, he's done. He was, he was when he was at Barcelona. No, he's he's still world class even at PSG. He's not. He's not world class anymore because of what he does. He's he's just not. He, he's lost all what, respect. What's it? What's he do, Jim? Tell, tell me what he does. Tell, tell me what it is. Bro, what does he do? Did you not see the world record that he did for rolling about on the floor? Jim, loads of players do it. Yeah, I know. So many oh, players oh, do it. Ronaldo. You can't say someone's not world class for for doing that. Exactly. Because that's got nothing to do with their footballing ability. Literally. It's awful. It, it's, it's not it, awful. It, you, can't, you can't knock a man down because he dived on the floor. You can't say he's... Dives. He doesn't dive. He dives all the time. Every Breathe near him, bro. Watch. Watch. And he acts hard all the time when he could get knocked the fuck out every single time he gets up. Like he's like, oh, what did you Jim, do that for? I think, I think you, you, your floor. thought process on this situation is all wrong. He is a world class no, and he will always be world class. He's a legend and he'll go down as a legend. One of the be- he ain't he ain't the best for Brazil. Don't 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 say I'm saying he's the best, but he's gonna be one of the best for Brazil. But the thing is Neymar's had to put up with a poor Brazilian side. If Neymar was with the yeah. likes of Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, he'd be considered one of the greats, which is factual. Oh, so like so like obviously Messi can't carry Argentina and we know that. That that's just a And given. Neymar can't carry Barcelona and yeah. but ba- ba- Brazil. Brazil, yeah. But look at when he was at Barcelona. His play acting was still a pain there. in the ass. Anyway. His play acting was always yeah. there. Yeah, it was still a pain in the ass there anyway. Same with Suarez. Look at Suarez. He He's just the same. And Suarez is a world-class striker. And you can't say he isn't. He's a dickhead. I know he's bit two people, three people, but he's still a world-class player. And you can't take it away. Look what he did with Liverpool. He, literally, he was abandoned for 11 games and still scored 30 goals. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just that it's just that Neymar shouldn't be regarded as good as he is. He just shouldn't. It's because he is. That's what he's, he's earned it. Oh, he's not. He has Because Mbappe has already overtaken him. He hasn't already. Mbappe's got because basically Neymar's I think ten years older. Mbappe's got to prove it for another ten years that he can do that consistently. He's overtaken him already. He hasn't. Already. He can't. There he has. I wouldn't say already. he has. But Neymar's Neymar's won a Champions League. Mbappe hasn't. Exactly. Yeah, and he he will win one. Will he? he will. He's got he's got fifteen plus years left of his career, and he ain't gonna win anything with this. Okay, put it, to, put it to Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard never won a Premier League. Yeah, but you still class him as world class. Well, he won the Champions. Yeah, but he was never going to win a Premier League. Well, I wouldn't say never. They just he's the one who cost him the goal. No, but he never won. Exactly. A, he never won a Premier well, he, League. He, he, he was still one. a he world class centre midfielder. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, but Mbappe will. He he will. The thing is, he will join a team that is good enough to do it. He will go to Real Madrid. He will go to Barcelona. He'll go to somebody who will get to a final and will win it. That's the thing. There's, like obviously, like Real Madrid won it three times and like won it on the spin. So that record's been broken. Whatever. That whatever. But every year. Virtually somebody different wins it, apart from that Real Madrid team where they won it three times. But like every year, somebody different wins it, and that's just how it is. Like somebody else will win it. Like Spurs had a chance to win it, Liverpool have won it. 
like Real Madrid have won it, Atletico Madrid had a chance, Juve had a chance, Juve have won it, like Manchester United have won it. That's what I mean. Like the cycle will happen where somebody else will win it and he'll be at a team that will win it. And in that league, he'll probably win the league as well. It's the same with Haaland. He won't stick around at Dortmund forever if they don't improve. And that's just a fact. And Haaland will win a Champions League. He's too good to not be in a team that won't win it. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't say, like, Lewandowski, when he was at Dortmund, he was always going to move to a team that was going to win it. Like, Bayern Munich. Like, he was always going to move to a team like Bayern Munich that was going to win it. And then he moved to Bayern Munich and they won it. But, Jesus, Chelsea won it. And they'd worked how many years to win it? And they won it with a washed-up Fernando Torres. Yeah. And a very old Didier Drogba. I'm uh, pretty sure that year Lukaku missed a penalty as well. I'm not sure. I, no. can't, I can't remember. That's what I mean. Like, anybody can win the Champions League, really. You just need a good, solid run. And like anybody, as proved by Leicester, anybody can win the Premier League. It's just whether you... you do what they did. Leicester was a freak show. That was the thing. Like the last time a team like that won it, that is like obviously unheard of today. Is probably it was Blackburn, was it the first Premier League? But look at who they, they had up front. Yeah, they won the Alan Shearer Premier League. Yeah, they won the first uh, Premier League. That's what I'm saying. The third. They won a third Premier League. Like, 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 like we talked about in the last podcast two weeks ago. Um, I can't hold up anybody as world class or anything that good when they're doing that diving shit. I just can't. Like, I love Pereira to bits. He's a really good player, but I can't hold him up as such a good player when he rolls around the floor and play at someone. Like, Grealish, I, I rate him so much. Cristiano he... Ronaldo, play Yeah. He so he's not world class. He doesn't play act to he the does. extent that everybody he, else. He does, does. and he has. Same with Messi. He, he, I don't play act no. much. Ronaldo has literally rolled on the floor, cried his eyes out. Yeah. he's done the same as Neymar. He did it in Manchester United. Yeah. And he's done it Real Madrid. He's even done it as Juve. I, so hang on, hang on, listen to me. I'm asking you a question now. He's done it at Manchester United. He's done it at Real Madrid. He's done it at Juve. He's done it at all three clubs. He's rolled around, play acted for AFL. A penalty or anything, right? Is he world class, yes or no? Well, yeah. Is he one of the best of all time, yes or no? Well, yeah. Your argument is invalid. No, it's not. Because in your your logic, what you're saying is a player who dives and rolls around on the floor and plays is not going to be, be your high caliber. So therefore, Ronaldo's demoted from world class to a great player. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. When he was at Manu, he did he. And obviously there were teammates and everything when he did the whole look through his hands whilst he was pretending to get injured to get Rooney sent off Malarkey. And then he did it at Real Madrid when he was first there. And then he developed as a player and stopped doing it as much because... No, he still he did it. He, did, he still yeah, did it. He stopped doing it as much. He still did it for yeah, free. I don't think he did. He didn't. He, I, he fully did. He still he did. did he got still too did. good. He got too good to even contemplate doing Bro. it. It's the same... Some uh, literally some of the goals that he scored and some of the penalties, no one's touched him. He's just fell over and he's got the penalty. Yeah, the it's, the same, it's the same as 
most players nowadays, they will go down yeah, in the penalty. Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo still does it. That's what I'm saying. Ronaldo's done it for his all his yes. career, but he was, yes. he's just got better at disguising it. But he still does it. Every play, okay. Every player goes down under contact, or when they feel a little bit of contact. Yeah, they they roll about, scream, whatever. Lacazette did it the other week. He got barely touched, and he rolled round, absolutely yelling his face off, which is. And then he got up and carried on playing. He screamed like he'd broke his leg, yeah. but he got barely touched. And that is a disgrace because why are you screaming so much? Like, what are you doing? But the calibre of which Neymar does it in compared to everyone else is so drastic. So drastic compared to everyone else. Like, it's a part of the game and it's in the game and I hate it and I despise it. But the way Neymar does it is just... he he's That arrogant meter, he's just straight up. He's not arrogant he's just straight up like he obviously has the skill he proves it that he has the skill to go in do players walk around them score goals do all that and that game i can't fault him on he's really good but why does he need to go round flopping himself like a fish all over the gaff so many players to... do it though so if many you players. are that good if you are that christian ronaldo's flop like a flop like a need... bat and Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, but... is that good he he is the best in my opinion he's the it's... best of all time and Cristiano my favorite, I used to get mad at Cristiano Ronaldo for doing that but obviously I understand that it's a part of the game and it's never going to change and it's it's actually evolved to be a part of the game today society look at if you watch a full game of 90 minutes you'll see how many players are diving and rolling around on the floor yeah, I know. Do, I, even if it's a, there you go it's every player's done it it's 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 what they're taught now it's Italo, Italo, they're not taught yeah. it. It's what they're taught. It's what they're bred yeah, to do. Leeds. No, not Being just Leeds. Team, West Brom players do it. Man United players, Sheffield United, every single yeah, player in every single team has it. Every single player yeah. has divers. Even and, even the most strongest man will still dive and look for a foul. But the people who do, do it, like, who try to do it, like, for a penalty, like, you see the 90th minute people flopping in the penalty area, which is the centre-back who rarely rolls on the floor. You can tell it's fake, but your attackers, they do it all the time. That's how they can, That's how it looks yes. believable. And Ronaldo yes. is one of the, if not the best, and he flops around like a fish on the floor, just like Neymar. And Neymar is and will be world-class. Well, I agree to disagree because Neymar does it to a degree that's just straight unacceptable. See, I, I, don't know what you, I don't know what your degree is because Ronaldo does the exact same. He doesn't, though. You can watch in the degree of what Neymar flops around and cries like a little wuss on the floor about everything. And then go and watch Ronaldo. It's not the same calibre. It's not so, the same. So, Ronaldo getting uh, Rooney sent off, that's not the same calibre? I, I turned around and said that that's unacceptable. Literally, I just said that. I just turned around but and went. It, that, that but, kind of, but, but did Cristiano Ronaldo do it yes or no? That kind of calibre is unacceptable. I just said that. There you go. So Ronaldo's done it, and Ronaldo does do it. No, but he doesn't do it now, he, and he hasn't done it for many years to that calibre. Whereas Neymar will do it week in week out every game to that calibre. Do, no do you watch reason. PSG week in week out and Neymar's every game week in week out? No, you don't. Okay, dokie. Let's move on then. Um, a good game. Uh, Arsenal West Ham three three. What a result that was. And how did West Ham lose a three-goal lead so easily? Um, I thought it was always going to happen as soon as Arsenal scored before half-time. 
Well, it wasn't a Lacazette goal. It was an own goal. Um, I know, but it was still I, I either way, Lacazette. Like if it was, it was going off target. Goal, it was still a bit of decent. Yeah, it was, it, it was it, off even target. then, it was off target. It, it so it's unlucky like, on Suchek. Suchek own goal. Sometimes even then, like Suchek had to be there to block the shot, and it just happened to go in. But if it goes in at half time at three 0 I don't see Arsenal coming back. Three one, yeah, they can come back. Three nil, nah. Yeah, it's just a bit uh, sloppy on. West Ham's part because obviously they scored another own goal with uh, Craig Dawson um, just literally hammered it into the back of his net if he was a striker on the other end that's absolutely sensational that's an absolute peach um, which, yeah, which almost nearly happened on the other end I believe Antonio hit the post yeah it did uh, from a yard out yeah from literally a yard out he did score a goal it was a good header like uh but can we talk about Jesse Lingard and how he scored and assisted again and what a finish from Lingard it was. The way he's just hit that so sweetly and it's just curled. Oh, mm. The goal bins. is very good. The goal is very good. Top bins like that. It's literally it's just curled past the keeper's hands and he's outstretching and everything and just didn't even touch it. And that's seven goals. I mean, seven games, five goals and two assists now for Lingard. Like, quality. Pure quality. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's done very well at West Ham. He's done very well. Yes. Is he a attacking midfielder you like need? Oh, I know. I know. I'm not even. I'm not even going to argue with you. Like we need. We need that. That. That person in our team. And uh, I want him because of his pressing ability as well. He's pressing so hard, and that's what we need. We need with Bruno and him pressing. That'd be brilliant. But I, I can honestly see once his season's over, he's still well played for United. We'll get rid of him. We'll just, go. we'll just go. We'll just go. Probably West Ham will buy him. Hey, right. David Moyes will probably want him back. That's that's what will probably happen. Oh yeah, probably. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see at the end of the season. But um, yeah. So that's that for the Premier League games. Do you want to yeah, move on to the FA Cup or? Yeah, we'll do a quick run of the FA Cup and then we'll go for a, a five-minute break. Okie dokie, um, Southampton battered Bournemouth 3-0, it's to be expected of yeah, a, when they're a championship side, so, uh, Bournemouth are and Southampton Premier League, so I got no mm. questions there. It's, a, it's something I did say, like I put it on our Twitter, and I don't tweet very often, but I did put it on our Twitter, like, uh, for ages it's always been said that like, the difference in class name between the Premier League and the Championship is just opening up and opening up. Bournemouth have only been a championship side for less than a year. Yeah. And in that, in that time, there's that much of a gulf in class between them already. Bearing in mind, Southampton haven't been great this season. Bournemouth have been all right. They've had a bit of a bad form, but they have been all right. So it should have been a close game because Bournemouth were at home as well. It all had the makings to be a close game, maybe a draw, maybe one eek in, one eight. But Southampton just outclassed them. Do you reckon... So like the difference there between the Premier League and the Championship is unreal. It's it's not even worth thinking about. Well, it's Nathan Redmond was unreal as well. He was. He was sensational that game he was stupidly good well, like, stupid. even his goal was like well deserved and played really well there's a question if the fans were there would it have been a different result probably but that, that's something you can say all season oh yeah like statistically statistically you win more you win more home <laughs> games than away games because there is a thing as home advantage but this season the the amount of teams winning away is, is it's it's, it's, it's different it's away so much more. more it's so much more 
Yeah. Like if fans were there, obviously every result would be different. It would be back, come back to a bit of normality. But I think that's the beauty. Everyone said the beauty of this season is that it just keeps chopping and changing, and you don't know what's going to happen. But it's probably just because of the fans. Like you have like your Sheffield Uniteds and your West Broms going to Old Trafford and almost nicking a result when they should do, and stuff like that. When normally, when normally that wouldn't happen. Well, I yeah. think I think the thing is obviously with Man City, their stadium's always half empty anyway, so they're used to having no fans there. So <laughs> yeah. But, um, but a good, a good, a good thing to mention is Liverpool, for example. You, I, like, you cannot tell me that Liverpool would have lost to Fulham, drew to Brighton, lost six home like, games on the bench. Fa- yeah, that wouldn't, that would not have happened with the fans in the stadium. It just wouldn't have. Yeah, like nine million years. So the thirteenth man, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. Twelfth man, twelfth man being the ref. That's what nine. Twelfth man being the ref. Twelfth man being the ref. Thirteenth man being the. It depends on the club because usually it's just a twelfth man. That's what they say. But anyway, yeah, Southampton in the semis, and I think they're against. Um, I can't remember the FA Cup results. Are, they're against Leicester. They're oh, against yeah, Leicester. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, Manu, uh, Leicester. Um, Chelsea have got Man City, and Southampton have got Leicester. That'll be a good so... tie, that will. Well, yeah. So Everton uh, lost to Man City two 0 um, Yeah, um, I think overall <laughs> Man City just showed their class towards the end. Hmm. I only watched. I only watched second half and it was still nil-nil maybe the last half hour or so and that's when Man City like scored their two goals and yeah the, the class just shown Everton they just didn't have anything else going forward they, they lacked the, the clinical edge that Man City had and I think that was all it was yeah Man City was just the pure class as always yeah very clinical De Bruyne's goal was very good very well taken yeah it was even though he could have literally sweated it across to Phil Foden will um, will Man City win the Champions League no, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. They'll choke it. I don't see why. I don't see why they can't. But like I said, yeah, it depends form, on the talent. I was going to say the form they are on, and the, the the just the way they're playing. The only team I can see beating them are actually Bayern Munich. Those are that's the only team I can see beating Man City at the minute. They're just even with no recognised striker, they were just unreal. I'm like, I think what? I think I think they'll choke it. In literally, I don't think they got what it takes in them to be uh, to be uh, with champions winners. They could probably get to the final and be fine this, but I don't think they're going to be winners. Obviously, oh. the difference is with Liverpool is they got a final robbed of them, hundred um, percent robbed, because Ramos should not have even been on the pitch. Um, and then the year oh, after they get, they, get their, they get their chance for revenge so. well mm. yeah the year after they literally dominated Spurs but obviously that was down to the manager for benching their best player in the game before so that's their own fault so. but, um, boring game anyone that was maybe Potter's learned from that when he comes to the Champions League you know don't bench your best players in important mm-hmm. games you know what I mean but um We'll move on anyway to Chelsea winning 2-0 over Sheffield mm-hmm. United. Al? Um, yeah. Um, <coughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea played very well. Sheffield United really, really tried and probably in the second half should have like deserved a goal or something to come out of the game because their second half performance was really good considering everything, considering like the bad run of form, the loss of Chris Wilder. Um, but they were really, really solid and definitely deserve more than what happened and then the second goal that Chelsea scored was just a quick breakaway good finish by Ziyech yeah um, Thomas Tuchel I think that's 12 wins in 14 or and like or as 
12 clean sheets in 40 it's something stupid like that yeah like for for chelsea it was just basically a routine win wasn't it really? in essence yeah in essence yeah. like I, I I'll say it again, like they Chelsea. I don't. I can't see anyone beating them. I can see them drawing to teams, but I can't see anyone beating them at the moment. They're just solid. Tuchel sorted out the. He'll sort out the attack, obviously. Or, yeah. Uh, I, I, I said. I said. If you give Tuchel next season and the, the 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 harmony in the squad and the tactics all come together, I think Chelsea can be really good next season because their defense is obviously really good now. And then when it all clicks, when it all, 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 all it takes is a bit to click, and it will just be. Yeah. I love I love Zuma, man. He's just uh, he's he's coming in his own, and it's taking him a while, but he's mm. he's showing that he's as good as everybody thought he could be. So and when it came to Zuma um, in the Champions League game uh, against Madrid, when they won two 0 Christensen was meant to start, but apparently got really ill before the game. And Zuma was put in instead. And a couple of Chelsea fans that I saw on Twitter were really upset by this because they don't like the idea of Zuma playing a back three. But obviously, he f- can. Obviously the Donnies. Don- I will say, the performance against Atletico Madrid from Chelsea was spot on. Oh, yeah. Just, absolutely perfect performance. They bullied him. Like, they'd, they'd soaked up all the pressure, bullied all the pressure, and then bullied him Mate, again when they went forward. If you, if you watch Rudiger, man Mark Luis Suarez out of that oh, game, you'd, you'd, have sent him, you'd have sent him to jail because he was just bullying. <laughs> Every time Suarez got anywhere, like, the ball was coming towards him, you saw Rudiger just storm at him and just go, nope, that's mine. It was, ah. Oh. Fantastic. The thing, is, the thing is, for me, is Kazumi is, is is massive. Like his hench, he's also quite tall. He's quick. He's got hops. He he can jump so high. Oh my lord. He he is. He could be the complete defender. And I think under Thomas Tuchel, he will be the complete yeah. defender. I'll, I'll give him a bit of time. Give him a bit yeah. of time. Cause we've got Thiago Silva, who's obviously a bit injured, but he'll he'll be first choice. Yeah. Rudiger, who's undroppable at the moment. But then you've obviously got the other centre back, which can be at the moment it looks like it could be Christensen or Aspilicueta who's playing there as well. Yeah. But it, give him time, and Zuma can be really good. Mm. And I like how Dow's left this one till last, so he doesn't have to talk about it that much. But let's talk about Man United and McFred, as you call it, shall we? <laughs> McFred, go on. What did you say? What What did you say to me, Dow, when it happened right there and then, when you needed a goal? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what I said exactly but obviously well, why this is what I don't get we lost 3-1 to a an inform Ian Acho let's be honest um, coming from a 5-0 hat-trick you know what I mean and Ian Acho scoring two goals and assisting another goal and, and I, I think he may have assisted another if Jamie Vardy scored um, yeah Jamie Vardy was literally hit it. Well, I don't know how Jamie Vardy's literally done um, Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire's literally there picking up the pennies that he's dropped on the floor. Um, and yeah, it's absolutely shambolic from Manchester United. Um, hang on, bear with me a sec. It's just shambolical from <laughs> Ma- Manchester United. It's a moment, man. It like, a moment. It's pathetic. It's a disgusting display. Every single one of them players. I saw Harry Maguire's tweet. And he goes, he talked about the, the fixtures of games. Bro, Leicester have that fixture builder for games. Don't make that as a bloody excuse. Yeah, I know, is Leicester at the Europa League now? But Only just, though. Yeah. Only just happened. But literally, so, still been so, so they still had a 
cluster of games and Leicester could still put a performance to bear in mind Leicester don't have some of their best players and then at the end of the post-match conference uh, Ole talks about injuries yet Leicester have injuries as well and then Ole, Ole also talks about players not had much training yeah some Leicester players have not had much training because of comeback from injury some players just, and it uses absolutely pathetic of excuses he shouldn't yeah, have played Lindelof I don't know why he played Lindelof at centre-back he shouldn't have played. Started Fred. I don't know why he started Fred. It should have literally just been Bruno Pogba Van der Beek from the get go, um, and then it, it. So Fred literally gives away a goal by passing it backwards. In that show, clever gets the ball, scores. Um, second goal, uh, Tielemans is there, just running, running, running. Fred's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I should just grab him, but I'm scared. Do I get fouled? Uh, uh. Goal. Literally for about 30, for about thirty seconds, probably you could say Fred was on Tielemans. It's a bit of exaggeration, but it was at least five. But it's still you should just put a challenge in. Just put a cha- you bro, you know what he's gonna do. Put a challenge, and everyone was just backing off. Defenders backing off. Someone could have just went at him, and he would have forced the pass off. No, goal. And then it comes to the subs. He makes four subs. He takes off Pogba, which is the person who assisted in the first game. Takes off Van der Beek, which was the clever ability to let the ball go through his legs. Um, in the first first part first half and I forgot who else he takes off oh he protects off uh, Tellez for sure and I forgot who else, I forgot who the fourth sub was he took off someone and brought Cavani on I know that much um, he kept Marshall on I don't know why he kept Marshall on Marshall's bag of scrap oh he took Greenwood off. off yeah he yeah. did he took Greenwood off uh, he kept Marshall on I have no idea where he kept Marshall on. Marshall was a bag of scrap. And he decides to keep Fred on. The person who's costed you two goals and you keep him on and you bring on McTominay and Bruno. Obviously, yeah, Bruno, fine, but McTominay. I want to complete the McFred formation. Let's bring on McFred. And why is he bringing on McFred? Who No one cares about McFred. I want to see the last of McFred. I want him, To be honest, I'd want them both to go. Because they're both as bag of scrap, and especially together, McFred, it's awful. It's an awful combination. Fred is so, awful. I don't rate Fred. He's, ah, oh. yeah. So I saw Pathetic. a tweet the other day about it, and they said it's a good job that Jamie Vardy can score one in every fifteen games, being as Nacho is playing like prime Messi, and it is bang on. Jamie Vardy is not scoring at all, but Nacho is like, don't worry, lad, it's. Uh, I'm just renaming the club to Ianacho City FC. Don't yeah. worry about it. Like, it is at the minute. Kalechi Ianacho's having a party. Yeah, literally. Like, as bad as Man United were, they were bad. Jeez, yeah. I watched the game and you were you had no idea when... So, when Pogba and Van der Beek were on, right, you did really well and you, you, you were doing stuff. There was signs there, but obviously... Leicester are going to defend well. That's what, like, Castagna's come back from injury and Castagna's a really good, like, fullback. Then you've got the likes of Johnny Evans and, who, by the way, you should never have sold by the looks of it, but Johnny Evans and um, Soyuncu at the back. Like, they are, they are really good, like, defenders. And defensively, Leicester don't really concede that many, like, usually. And obviously, they've got their injuries and that. But... When you had Pogba and Van der Beek on the pitch, you looked dangerous. You looked like you could provide something. You did have Martial on the pitch, so any pass into Martial anyway was not going to equate into a goal. Yeah, but... I've looked at I looked at the lineup, and to make it even worse, I didn't even have Johnny Evans. I had the young young star Wesley Fofana, who's like nineteen years old. He played right back, I think. 
even then, I, I don't think Evans was playing. Yeah, he did. He played. Yeah, Evans he, did play. He, he played. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah. So they had they had Fofana. They had in they had in already half feet Wesley Fofana right back, who's a centre back anyway. But they had a Wesley Fofana at right back, and they just sat in and dug in and like Martial, bro, he needs to go. He. As my friend from AFTV would say, he's got to go, blood! <laughs> like, it's time to go! Martial, Martial has to go now. Like, he's failed. He's failed. It's failed. He hasn't gone well. Like, yes, he had a good start to his career when he scored against, I think it was... Liverpool. Liverpool? Yeah, when he come on and scored against Liverpool and they were doing the, oh, yes, kind of thing. Then he had a solid season. Last season. Then Lukaku left. Yeah, then Lukaku left and he had another solid season. and But it's too inconsistent, it's too hot and cold and it's not the striker you need. He has a solid season, but a solid season for Manu is a 25, 20, 25 plus goal scorer. And that's what you had in Lukaku and Ibrahimovic. Yep. And everybody blame Lukaku for your downfall. Now, if you had Lukaku this season, I think you would have done a lot better just for the pure fact he was scoring goals still. Even in a poor is, Man United squad that didn't know what they wanted. You had a defence that was poor, let's be honest. It was before Wan-Bissaka. It was before Luke Shaw put in his form. It was before Maguire. It was be it was before anybody was had any good defence. Like Mourinho, when he was there, when he was going really well and like his biggest achievement ever, he said, he's coming second with that Man United squad. And it proves it time in, time out, that he was right. How can you go to the board and ask for a world-class centre-back and they go, Eric Bailey, bro, bro, what are you doing to him? What are you doing the to thing him? Is, the thing is, Mourinho called out for Harry Maguire. The board said no. They yeah. were yeah. willing to sell it Harry would Maguire. Been, it would have been less, would have been less money. The, than they they, they was willing to sell him for fifty million. The board went, no, we aren't paying fifty million for Harry Maguire. They then consider, they then go and proceed to sack Mourinho and go, yeah, we'll bring in Harry Maguire for eighty million. The patheticness and stupidity of the board is absolutely shambolic. The board should all be. Oh, actually, the thing, funny thing is, as a Manchester United fan, I want us to get relegated and lose every single ounce of money. I want us to lose all of our sponsors. <laughs> I want us to lose everything. I want us to lose our stadium. I know we've had that stadium for over a hundred years, right? But I'd lose it just so we can see them gone and start from a fresh, start from a new and actually build a club that actually wants to win trophies, play football, and not just be there for the paycheck week in, week out. You know what I mean? That's the difference. And obviously, Ibrahimovic said something right at the post-match conference against Milan oh, yeah. after we won them 1-0. He goes, um, they got asked the question, is this Manchester United side better than the Manchester United side you was with? He went, yes, it's better, but the difference is I won trophies, they have not, which is 100% correct. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. worse or poor. I says to Jim, uh, obviously before all this, I says, talking about Thomas Tuchel, I went, Thomas Tuchel plays pretty boring football. He plays, you know what I mean? He goes out for what? He goes out for the clean sheet, 1-0s, 2-0s. Same as Jose Mourinho. You could say argue that Jose Mourinho has done that pretty much for all his career. And obviously when Mourinho was there, people was like, it's boring. It's not the Manchester United way. I did not care a single penny you know what i mean i did not care because all i wanted was trophies and guess what we got we got trophies we got a europa league as, as a fan yeah i know europa's league not a champions league but it's still a trophy it's a trophy that we've ne i've never seen us win before and i was happy and delighted that we won it and obviously it was the fa cup as well we won wasn't it 
Um, so we did the double, and it was it was beautiful to see. And I that's I call this choke United now. Four semi-finals now under Ole, lost all four. Now a quarter-final against Leicester. We're now in the quarter-finals of the Europa League. I forgot who we were against. Does anyone know? Could anyone help me there? Who were we against? Uh, I'll look it up. Um, Manchester United, UEFA. It is, ladies and gentlemen. Come Granada. On. Is it Granada? Well, that Granada. should that should be a pretty easy game. That shouldn't even be a fucking. That no, that literally, that you could put McFred all you want and McFred would score a hat trick, and if he's not scoring a hat trick, then it's an absolute shambolic. You know what I mean? Granada it should be. Coasting past them, but then it gets to the semi final. Are we going to choke at the semi final? But, like, is it an achievement to also finish second in the Premier League and you win Europa League? Probably again. No, it's not. Not unless we close the gap between City. Like, if you look at the, the points difference between Man United and Man City when we came second, it was ridiculous amounts of points. So, we need to close that <coughs> gap. And the way we're looking, we're not going to close that gap. We're just going to scrape Vic draws. Nil, nil, so many nil-nil draws. The club is in tatters, and it makes me sad as a Manchester United fan. Like, but I want silverware. That's that's the the point of it. I want silverware. I'm not happy unless we get silverware, and I don't care how we play to win it. So long as we we get silverware, we can get a man diving for a penalty and win the penalty and win the cup. I don't care. I'd love that. I'd I'd commend him on it. I'd go the first person and say thank you for diving. You've won us a penalty. We've won the won the cup. Thank you. I I wouldn't even care, literally. I just want silverware. That's the main thing. I will literally give my blood for silverware. Right. So, uh, so this has been a lot longer than we expected to. We're going to be cutting this into two different parts. So, what we've just talked about, which is the Premier League stuff, is going to be out as soon as we can get it out. And then what comes in the next part will be whenever we get that out. So, thank you for listening, guys. Everyone, say bye. See you later. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. See you later, guys. Until next time. <laughs>